yeah, we're looking for the one and sometimes we're looking for the big, huge miracles. We're looking for the big, huge manifestations of God, uh, but it really is like the daily interactions. My brothers and community, that is my manifestation of God. And it's really mundane sometimes, but when I take a step back, it's really beautiful. Welcome back to Valdoco. I'm Amy. I'm Vicky. And I'm Father Steve. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Actually, only two of us are in the office. So sad. Sad. Sorry. Amy, do you want to explain yourself? <laughs> Why I, are you on Zoom? Why are we recording I, on Zoom? I used to have two cars. And, and then now? now we have no cars. Oh <laughs> so gosh. we're sorting through it. They're both in different shops in different parts of New Jersey. Um, one has been gone for a month and one has been gone for almost two days. <laughs> when you get your car back, it's going to feel like you got a new car. I don't so even I, I don't remember yeah. my car. Yeah. yeah no, what gonna, kind of blueberry is this? I'm going to kiss it. I'm going to hug it. <laughs> I'm going to sleep inside of it. Like I miss it so much. So it's, beautiful. um, I mean, obviously it's, it's very much a privilege to have a car and then to have two, but, um, it's not, it's definitely not the easiest in certain areas of the suburbs to not have one. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. like I live in our walk from the rental car place and they're only open during work hours. <laughs> so, and then, Impossible. you know, Uber's not super cheap. So, uh, it's, uh, makes it a little bit difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine it's not easy. And so that's why we're Vicky and I are in the office. Um, but Amy is at home working and so we're recording this on zoom right now, uh, but at least we can still do it and so we can continue advent. And then I don't know if you would be willing to share Amy, but I was thinking about this of what do you do? What is your go-to, um, when it comes to like stressful things that you can't control. So this thing of like, okay, I have no cars now I'm stuck at home. There's nothing I can do. What is the go-to, I don't know, prayer or what is the go-to way to, get through these frustrations of things that you can't control, especially during this Advent season. I think it's nice to dive into a little bit more prayer. How do we do it? Obviously this is being recorded. So if you don't want to answer, <laughs> I could just edit it out, but do you have some advice for us? So I feel like because it's Advent and because I've been reading the Bible this year, um, that I may be a little bit more hopeful than I normally would, but because I'm more, pessimistic and realistic, uh, in my nature, I feel like I've kind of been boinging back and forth between the two. Um, so I, I definitely don't handle it perfectly, but I feel like I would be a lot more on the, like just all the time stressed outside if I didn't have these other things anchoring me right now. Um, and because of that, I think I've been asking a lot more like, uh, what is God trying to say to me in these moments? Um, I'm like, not that I hear a voice, but like having a lot more clarity of being able to see reasons for these things. And I think that's because um, I kind of feel like it's what I'm going to be talking about in this actual episode too. <laughs> okay, save it, save it, save it. I mean, I wasn't going to talk about it from like a personal perspective, but yeah, I feel like it, it's going to kind of bleed into to this reading. Yeah. 
And for me, one of the things you said, I don't know, when you were telling us about, okay, the car is taking forever. And then the second car is also in the shop. And then just like listing a few things that were going on. And then you mentioned, I'm getting kind of like a Job experience, no, like you're, but it's for me, that's beautiful. And what the Bible can do is it can link us with people who have gone through similar situations, or we can draw strength from or wisdom from, or just the comfort of, okay, somebody else went through it. Um, and to have that kind of biblical figure in our life. And I think there's figures throughout the whole Bible that speak in different ways that have different experiences. So it's also beautiful of when we read the Bible, we can kind of enter into that space of that sacred space, that living word, and then really draw hope and wisdom and and strength from that. So I thought that was, that was cool. It doesn't make it easier. doesn't make it less frustrating, but you kind of feel like you got people going through it with you. And uh, that's cool. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. And Job's life was definitely worse. So it also gives me perspective. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. There's always something worse out there. So good, good perspective. Uh, how is Advent, Advent going for anybody? Anybody wants to share? It's going okay. Anybody else in the room? Anybody else in the room? <laughs> is there anybody else in this room that would like to share? <laughs> Advent's going well. Um, yeah. I don't know. Tell us what you're doing. I don't know. You're trying to do something. You told me you're trying to do something with an app. Try, trying. Oh, the Halo. Yeah, the Halo, Halo, uh, Halo app, the 25 days or whatever, the Advent Challenge, uh, which has been really nice Like to hear different um, uh, people, like their stories. Um, so Monday was was Ruth and then yesterday was David. And then so I listen at night, um, like before going to bed and stuff like that. And then it's been good. Um, just to hear last night was like the, um, God can use anybody. Um, you know, there was, that was a whole reflection though of like people really like manipulate that wording, but I think <laughs> also of like, God can use anybody, even the people you don't think. And it's like, that's true. But like, usually like for me, the way that when I was reading it was like, okay, David came from very like simple, right? Like, um, and that God, when he was talking to, I don't want to mix up the words. It was very late, but like Jesse, right? Jesse yeah. is, is David's dad. Um, so he was like, no, no, go get him. Like, wait, are all your kids here? No. Okay. Go get David, bring him in. Right. Yeah. And like, it was David, um, that then would become this King. So just beautiful. And then that we stem from like, that's our heritage, um, is a beautiful thought. And like Ruth too, like Ruth, it was like her, um, yeah, like this child's would be like, what would, what happened, but she was simple. She was so normal. There's only like three women, right. That are named in the genealogy of Jesus. So the fact that we have a name is beautiful. Like that there's, I don't know, there's lives, right. That have led us here to this moment. So it's just beautiful. I think I really enjoy the stories of people anyways. Uh, it's what I look for, like when I'm reading and, um, yeah, and, and conversations on the podcast. It's beautiful to hear the stories of people. So to get that also in the Advent season has been really nice. Um, and then praying night prayer. Um, so it's like really like one eye is like open. And I'm so <laughs> I'm like so sleepy, but that I think for the last maybe like week, maybe two, maybe two. There might have been a couple days missed, but it's like I get all the way through it. I can pray the Hill Holy Queen at the end and be like <laughs> All right, not gonna close my eyes, lock my phone, put it down, and it's done. So it's been nice. Um, and just like aware of time, right? Like, should I do one more thing that's gonna make me sleepier before I start like winding down and like trying to do this intentional prayer? Or like do I just like do the intentional prayer that I know I'm it's gonna be good and 
put me to sleep. Yeah. So it's good. Um, yeah, but it's been fun. And then I think taking a, a closer look at Lexio has been really nice. This one though, we'll see, I we'll walked see, in, we'll yeah, see. walked into the room and I was like, mm. <laughs> stumped. <laughs> but yeah, probably Steve, what about you? Great, yeah. This has been a great two weeks. Working out has been pretty good. So I'm happy about that. I feel much healthier. It uh, makes a huge difference on on prayer, on yeah, everything. Being happy, being more alive, being more awake. Um, so that's been good. Prayer life has been good. Um, and we're doing like a little blog, which helps me reflect every day. And so just to write a little something every day on the daily readings. And then I'm doing it with a friend, Father Benny, and it's good to hear his reflections as well. So that's also kept me honest and uh, just focused on drawing closer. And I think for me, that's been what I've preached about in the past two weeks of really the invitation to draw closer to the person of Jesus. He's the one who gives the strength. He's the one who's mightier than me, all that kind of stuff. So it's been a constant refrain through my advent so far is just, you got to draw close. You got to come closer. You got to walk closer. Um, and then you got to make decisions. You know, so you have to choose to do that because it's very easy, like we said in the beginning, to get uh, pulled away, drift away, get swept away if we're not consciously making the decisions to draw close and to so using an app, reading the Bible, like listening to a podcast, like you have to make decisions to choose to put the spiritual life as a priority. So that's something that uh, I should be doing as a religious, no matter what. But even us, we we fall off, we go through the motions, we kind of stray a little bit, and we always need those moments of renewal. So these past two weeks have been that for me. It's good. So yeah, happy about that. Nice. Amen, fam. <laughs> so let's get into the third Sunday of Advent, um, and we will read the gospel. We will share a few phrases that kind of stick out to us. And then we will offer a reflection. So go ahead, Amy. All right. We'll start with a quick prayer. In the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, we ask you to guide us in our reading of this gospel and in our discussion that you may fill us with words of wisdom, um, lead us to be able to speak to um the hearts of those who are listening and also to feed our own souls, to speak to our own hearts. And we pray all this. Amen. Amen. A reading from the gospel, according to Matthew, when John the Baptist heard in prison of the works of the Christ, he sent his disciples to Jesus with this question. Are you the one who is to come or should we look for another? Jesus said to them in reply, go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind regain their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. As they were going off, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out to the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind? Then what did you go out to see? Someone dressed in fine clothing? Those who wear fine clothing are in royal palaces. Then why did you go out? To see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way before you. Amen, I say to you, among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. 
And now just a quick moment of silence. And any words or phrases that stick out? What did you go out to the desert to see? Are you the one? A reed swayed by the wind. More than a prophet. Then why did you go out? Or have the good news proclaimed to them? All right, beautiful. Who wants to begin with a little, offer a little reflection? Me? Okay. <laughs> I'm glad that was conveyed. Very conveyed. Understood. Um, no, I guess, because I've we do Lexio in the house every Tuesday together. So, but it's also the beauty of, again, reading scripture is that you never know. So I read this gospel. We already did Lexio on Tuesday as a community. And for me, one of the things that stuck out was more than a prophet. But then as I was reading it today, what stuck out to me more was, are you the one? And um, just that idea of, are you the one to come? That question that uh, John the Baptist asks or sends his disciples to ask Jesus. And I think that's what we're con constantly doing. I think all of us, you know, you hear it in the terms of marriage, right? People looking, are you the one? Are you the one that I'm going to marry? Are you the one? Is he the one? Is she the one? Um, whether it be for anything, who's going to save the soccer team? Who's going to be the captain? We're always looking for the one, I feel like. We're always looking for the one who's going to complete, you know, that I'm going to marry or I'm going to, it's going to be a good business person or he's going to be a good teacher. Or We're always looking for, I don't know, it feels like we're always looking for the one. Um, the one who's going to help, the one who's going to serve, the one who's going to complete this or that that task. Um, and really deep down, I think all of us are looking for that one who's going to satisfy forever. So in various ways, all of us are looking for God. We're always looking for the Messiah. We're always looking for the one who's going to save us. Um, and so that question could come up all the time. Like, are you the one? Are you the one? And then Vicky and I had a conversation of trying to figure out, like, did John the Baptist and Jesus like really know each other? It seems like there's a distance. Like, mm -hmm. it seems like there's what are they cousins or not? Like, did they actually <laughs> see each other after in the womb? Okay. They met each other in the womb, according to the, the tradition and the visitation, Mary and Elizabeth, they meet John leaps for joy, but then we don't really have any, we don't have anything really. I don't think unless there's um, seeing things in the tradition of, of them meeting, of them hanging out, of them really being cousins, like getting together at uh, the Jewish feast or whatever. Um, but then as I was kind of praying about it just now and, and hearing the story and trying to envision, perhaps they were so familiar that that causes them to be like, are you really like, you're my cousin. <laughs> I saw you so often. You came down from Nazareth all the time to all the Jewish feasts. You came to my house. Like we hung out, you and me are cousins. Like I know you and, and perhaps, okay. We heard stories. We knew something was up, um, right. There was something miraculous at both of our births but 30 years of familiarity. And for me, it just, it points to how normal Jesus is or could have been, or he literally lived that hidden life of just day to day working in the family, living in Nazareth, super normal, super daily life. Um, and then, okay, now we're starting to hear 
of this manifestation of Jesus coming alive. He's starting to do things. He's starting to reveal himself. He's starting to speak in a different way. He's uh, healing people. He's people are regaining their sight. So we're seeing all of this. And now John the Baptist is saying, are you, is it time? Like, are you the one? And uh, Jesus goes back and tells them, you know, quotes from, from scripture and, like the blind regain their sight and all of these prophecies that were way long uh, prophesized long ago are now coming to fulfillment. And we're starting to see that, yes, the kingdom of God is at hand. So whether this, any of that I just said is true or not, <laughs> like I have didn't do any research before this, but I just love the idea of, of seeing Jesus as so hidden, so normal, uh, so much part of the family um, that there's not necessarily doubt in, in John the Baptist, but there is this sense of, of okay, are you are you the one? Are you mm -hmm. the one who's going to do? Is it time now? Are we? Are you going to make yourself known? Is this is this the time of of the Messiah? Um, are you the Lamb of God? And uh, I don't know. So I'll have to reflect more on that. But for me, it's it's also beautiful in the season of Advent of like our day to day life and this very Salesian um, that we just. Yeah, we're looking for the one, and sometimes we're looking for the big, huge miracles. We're looking for the big, huge uh, manifestations of God, uh, but it really is the daily, like the daily interactions. My brothers in community, that is my manifestation of God, and it's really mundane sometimes. But when I take a step back, it's really beautiful, and uh, so that, yeah, that kind of st stuck out to me. Um, but we'll see if we get any comments and be like. <laughs> wrong <laughs> that is heretical actually <laughs> um so it's funny that you said it because after again the same that we had talked but the same though that we had talked about it i was thinking okay maybe it's the way that i read it that i read it with like um i don't know the word that i want to choose in all the vocabulary words um like maybe i read i read it with questioning instead of and so when i was thinking about that i was like what if instead like maybe John was excited and relieved and he was like, maybe it's Jesus. Like, and so it's just a question and it could have been exactly that. That's why you're saying that. I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe that's it. Just <laughs> God said here, I'll sprinkle the truth on you there. But um, yeah, like maybe, yeah. In this super normal person that Jesus was like that they knew each other again, that was better to talk about it before, but um, yeah, just like the way that we read it, I think matters i think especially like for me personally like i could read it with doubt and i can put my own like thoughts onto it but it could have been excitement right the rest of it is pretty hopeful when you read the rest of the gospel like jesus is saying like okay go tell him what you see and i love that like because maybe we we stray away from like we have to rely on faith completely but like god has offered us like tangible physical things about himself that offer us so much clarity about who he is right like there's again the same thing that I think I said it last week, right? Like there's so much in the mystery, but there's so much not like we have the Eucharist right in front of us. And that's a beautiful, tangible gift. We have the sacraments that offer us like these, these different like graces in different points of our life that we can renew, that we can engage in whatever and through the different stages, but that like use the truth that you see to guide you or to help prepare you. So like Jesus was walking like on the earth doing these things. And so that question of hope, could then be like, for sure, like, yes, look what you've seen. It's me. I'm here. But then I also, I love like, so the reed swayed in by the wind, um, like almost like Jesus being like, did you just show up here? Like what, like, what was your intention? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like think about like the way the, the trees move, like the wind is stronger than the leaves. And so it moves it. And so it's like, 
am I just like going through? Like, am I just, yeah, I'm here in Advent. That's what I'm trying to do, whatever. But I can find myself even, even in the things that I'm trying to do, like just being taken with it. Like anything can become a routine the more that you do it. Right. So then I think going in with intention and making choices for me feels really like important. I think, especially in seasons, because it's still hard. Like, I don't really feel like, okay, Adveni, like Christmassy, <laughs> right? Like it doesn't feel like whatever, you know? So it still can be difficult, but that then like the, then why did you go out? Because it's like, because I went to go see someone, right? Like if God was asking me that question, like would I have gone, first of all, like if I heard about John the Baptist in the desert, would I have gone? I don't know. Um, because like, what do I give priority in my life? Um, and that was another part of like the, are you the one who is to come or should we look for another? Like we, what do we give our first priority to that we're willing to move for it and then look for something else? Um, so it, I don't know that part of whatever, that part of like Jesus speaking, but then like, it felt like when Amy was reading it again, this time, like I wrote, like scribbled really quickly, like this humble arrow, like he's like saying, he says, this is the one whom it is written. Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you and he will prepare, prepare your way before you. So like God sending my messenger ahead of you, like my son. Right. And so it's like, he's saying, look like, okay, John, you're the messenger. I'm coming. Right. It's I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. Right. Whatever. Or like, but just that, like Jesus is saying that, like that John's presence was just as powerful because it meant that Jesus was coming behind him. Um, and so like this prepare the way that was from like last Sunday was like, you know, he's saying like prepare, but like, he is the one that prepares us for the way that like Jesus is going to walk. So that was helpful again, just to read it. I think I needed it a few more times, but I mean, still there's a lot of like the heck is this gospel, but yeah. Um, yeah. And that's why just a quick plug of why in Lexio you sorry, Amy. I know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak again, but just the idea of Lexio, why we read it so many times. Yeah, you know, that Lexio, helps. we're re- usually reading the, the gospel like four times over because it it really needs to sink in. Yeah. Go, Amy. No, no, I was <laughs> laughing because Vicky's like I need to read it a couple more times because like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I walked in. I literally walked in saying that today because I was just like, I had read it twice, you know, before whatever, like read it once and then went through and like tried to, whatever, what stuck out to me, the things that we do. And I was just like, walked into the room and I was like, mm, not it today. <laughs> so I was reading it again while we were preparing and then Amy read it and it was, it was helpful just to hear, it. I think in another voice it was good, was good too. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes just to hear it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Somebody else read it. Yeah. That's why in the, in liturgy it should be proclaimed. Yeah. It should be proclaimed well. It's not enough Maybe. just to read it, but yeah. to hear it read is, is powerful. Yeah. Now, Amy, go. Sorry, Amy. <laughs> it's okay. I talked about my car for a really long time. You literally didn't. <laughs> um, so for me, this continual callback to seeing. Um, so in the beginning, Jesus says, go and tell John what you hear and see. Um, and then he says, what did you go out to the desert to see? Then what did you go out to see? Then why did you go out? And so for me, it was kind of calling me to to self-reflect of what am I attuning myself to see? So when you guys were talking about the ordinary life and things becoming routine, am I doing things in my personal life where I am becoming receptive and aware so that I can actually see Jesus? 
And I'm actually able, like St. John the Baptist, to say, are you the one who is to come? But I need to be open to that. And I need to be doing things in my own life that are making me receptive to be to be able to be self-aware enough to ask the question, but then receptive to actually hear the answer. And so that's why I was saying in the beginning, it's kind of what I'm talking about with this gospel. And I guess that's why it came to me with this gospel. But I feel like I have been able to hear a lot more of why certain things are happening and view them with this element of faith and view them with this element of hope um, in between all the negativity, just because <laughs> I am like opening myself up more. I'm spending time with God's word every single day. And even though I don't remember a lot of what I read, like stuff that I read in the beginning of the Bible, like it's, it's starting to you know be gone already, but <laughs> Every single day, you're being reintroduced to something else then. So even if you don't remember everything that happened, but you can remember what you're reading this day or yesterday or a week ago and apply it. And I mean, I think the same applies with anything that we're doing to feed our faith life. Um, you may not remember a homily that you heard last week, but if you go this week, hopefully that will speak a word to you. Um, you may not remember maybe something that you thought about on a walk that came to you that really made you feel like su super comforted in that moment. But if you allow yourself to have more opportunities of silence or of speaking with people who encourage you, the more likely you're going to be able to hear that word being spoken to you. Um, and so there's been a couple of times where I'm just like, I know like this is why I'm feeling this way. And then I share it with someone else and they're like, same, same mm -hmm. things happening. And I feel like I've never had that before. Um, but it's just because you're being aware. Um, and so that seeing, it's not just, uh, I like that it's not just about hearing. Because um, you can hear these things and then they don't become real for you. But then when you actually see it in front of you and you you share that with other people and they're sharing it back with you and all of a sudden like you're seeing these signs, um, like that really grounds you and that, that makes it real. That makes it every day. That makes it physical. Um, yeah. So. Beautiful. Good, Amy. Amen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something else? I have something completely different from that. Yeah, share it. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry if I just got swept away. Um, no, you didn't. It was good, Amy. It was good. So the, the other Part that really stuck out to me and is like a very Salesian thing too. Um, the phrase that I said, the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. So I like that Jesus goes through this list of miracles that mm. we're not going to see typically in our everyday life. Like we're not normally going to see a blind person regain their sight. Uh, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. Certainly, like some of those things have happened. Like if you go to Lords or something like that, and you see all the, all the like canes um, and crutches that yeah. are up. Um, but in your typical life, you don't really see that. But then at the end of that, he just puts on the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. Like that's a miracle. That's a sign of God's presence among us, and that's something that any person can do. Like you can do any of these things with faith, but it's like. That you really, really can just do right now in this moment. Um, and I think it's so beautiful to be talking about this from the perspective of like 
working with the Salesians and like St. John Bosco's mission. And like, that's what he did. And it was a miracle that poor people who feel like they have maybe nothing, they can have good news and we can help them with that. Like that can be part of what we do. It's part of our mission as Salesians. Um, and that's a sign of God and that's a miracle. And it's just so accessible. And yeah. do we do that? Do we do that? <laughs> When's the last time I did that? Yeah. Like incredible. <laughs> but I think it also like what you're saying, it, I think it points to the rest of it. So it's like the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. But then I think it also like, you're right. Like we don't see the, you know, the blind being you know, the blind can see and all these things. But when you look at it, maybe in the context of faith, maybe we do see it. So like, people that were like, okay, blind to faith, like now, right. Are, are looking for God or like the lame will walk. That one's probably harder to do, but like, right. That you can get up and move with like this, like joy in your life or like with hope that you're healed in that way. Or like the lepers are cleansed. Like people that felt like they were too, too dirty, like too much sin, too much time has passed, whatever. Like they go to reconciliation or like the deaf will hear, like we hear the, like the community, like the people talking to us finally, and there's a breakthrough, like, there's no more like, I don't know, hit rock bottom, like you're back, whatever. Or like when the dead are raised, like, and I, I think you said that last week. I don't know. I can't remember. There was something last week that maybe was the the dead are raised, but like that we come out of our sin, like God offers us these like opportunities. So maybe that it's really difficult to see these miracles in our life. And like, oof, I don't know if I could actually handle like seeing a miracle in, in real life, but that these are like little miracles when people like come back to the faith. And so it could like maybe very simply like be that too. And I'm glad you said it because I wouldn't have thought of it if you wouldn't have like said like the poor, right. That's the one that we do see. We hear about the way that people are evangelizing and things like that, but that evangelization in and of, in and of itself, like is a miracle when it's done in a way that like transforms people's lives and like that we all need to do it. It's that thing of like that people can hear the same thing a hundred times, but it's that one time that they heard it from that person that changes their life. Like that's why we all have to like take initiative and, and share, like proclaim, like the way you're saying. So thanks yeah. for saying that for real. Yeah. Good. And also recognizing that we are also many times the one who is poor. No? Mm, we are having yeah. the good news proclaimed uh, to me. So there's in some situations I'm very much rich. Okay. in material things I'm comfortable, I guess. And, but also been character defects with other things. Okay. I need the good news proclaimed to me. And I think that goes for all of us. So recognizing that, this is the beautiful thing about uh, even our God who became poor, right? So he himself was poor. Um, and so just that, that solidarity and being poor um, that we recognize that it's that detachment and simple life and, and being poor, being able to receive God's grace. And then he's the one who makes us rich. And so I think it's just that beautiful opportunity for us to, okay, to preach, to proclaim, but also every day, recognizing our poverty, mm. recognizing my need for grace, recognizing my need for God, and then to to receive that good news. And then only when I receive, then can I go out and proclaim. So it's that constant, uh, okay, ready to receive, receive, go out, and then come back and receive and go out. And it's it's got to be on a daily basis, right? It's it's daily bread that we get. So it's it's got to be renewed every single day, ask for grace every single day, um, and then go out every single day, but not so easy to do, <laughs> especially with no car. 
Yeah, it's okay. Plenty, plenty of places, plenty of places to walk. Just can't get to work. And Zoom, Amy, just Zoom everybody on your uh, FaceTime, everybody in your phone. Good news. Can I tell you something? Your Lord and Savior. Yeah, that's good. So beautiful. So coming into this conversation, we felt like we had nothing, and then we talked for like uh, thirty minutes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God is good. Yeah, all the time. Oh, oh, we're not wow. doing that. Okay. All the time. <laughs> Show them some love. All right, beautiful, everybody. So third week, third Sunday of Advent, uh, keep going. If you're doing well, keep going. If your Advent is not so good right now, figure it it's out. A beautiful time. <laughs> it's a beautiful time to start now. We can start every day. You got a new chance. So choose something. Choose something to do for the rest of the couple of weeks. Um it really is to build that discipline, to build the routine, to put God and our faith as a priority, um, but it takes choices. So choose something that's worth it. Um, this Advent is a gift. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but it's four full weeks. Four so full really, weeks. What Father Steve is saying, if you feel like this has not been it, you got two full weeks left. Amen. But it's, just, it's such a gift. It's true. Love that. And like we're early in the week. It's- so we're like this is the longest advent i love it yeah, me too my favorite <laughs> not my favorite but nice. i still appreciate it it's good Amen. <laughs> all right great so let's just pray pray our way out amy you're back up thank you lord for guiding us during this time um god our father thank you for speaking to us in these words um the words of your son jesus that we hear proclaimed uh, in this gospel. Uh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding us in our sharing um, and in being able to receive the words that are being spoken into us. We ask you to please bless all those who are listening, uh, bless all those who are experiencing Advent in the world, um, all Christians during this time of preparation. Pray for the world um, to be able to see all of these signs um, spiritually and also physically, uh, that they may have their sight regained, that they may be able to walk, that they may feel cleansed, that they may be able to hear, that they may be given new life, that they may have the good news proclaimed to them. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Mary, help of Christians. Pray, pray for us. St. John Bosco. Pray, pray for us. Amen. the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Have a great Advent. Enjoy. Happy preparing. Week three. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.